Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Good evening, good morning, or good afternoon. This is more than just a podcast. I'm waiting. Well, it's not my line, is it? Where's John? Well, there's none here. You can have to say it. Oh, I'll try again. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. Uh, first podcast of 2018. <laughs> and tonight, I'm afraid uh, it's I'm me and the shit, man. Sip, sip. 219. 2019. <laughs> Should we start again? Um, <laughs> it's just Shed Man and myself tonight. This could be a long night. Um, season 8, episode 17. Uh, as you've probably already heard, uh, good evening, Nigel. Where are you and what are you doing? Uh, I'm in my kitchen because I want to watch some football. So I don't, oh. don't get the football in my shed. Is there football tonight? Uh, Wolves Liverpool. All oh, right, okay. I don't know. Don't watch football outside West Ham. If I'm oh. honest with you, well, that's not quite true. But we, I do we might draw the winners of this game. So you want to, you know, you want to look at this mm. study. You know, you know, could we beat Wolves? You know, could we? You know, keep the score below five? The magic of the FA Cup. Did you see? Um, was it Liverpool? Who I saw a story today that had some banners saying BT Sport killing F- FA Cup. Uh, Tottenham did, and Adam. Oh, it was Tottenham. You're right. It was Tottenham yeah. Trust who put it up. Yeah. And BT sent people over to take the flags away. Is that yeah. true? Is that a true story? That is what I've been led to believe, and that is what has been reported. Yes. Hmm. There you go. But it's not a Tottenham podcast. Um, since you're not going to ask me, I'm here uh, in my flat, and. Uh, yeah, on my new 350 meg uh, Virgin Broadband. Ooh. I don't know. You've got a Virgin. Making it. Yeah. Wow. But it's not a broadband podcast. We've got a lot to discuss, actually, even though it's the two of us. Do you know what? Since the last time we recorded on the 17th of December, it's been that long. Uh, what's today? Today's the 7th of January. There's been five games. Five games. Do you know what? What? We're going to discuss them all. Oh, we're not, are we? We are. But the, we are. But the people we don't have... know already what's happening in most of them. 
Yeah, but we're just going um, to... Look, I've just put the running order up. We're going to oh, really yeah. quickly cover them, right? So let's get to it. Let's get the games out of the way. Um, since the last time we recorded, let's see if you can test your memory. Go on, West Ham... Uh, or oh, Watford 2, West Ham 0. That was on the 22nd. Um, wheels fell off. Well, we were unlucky not to get a draw. A draw would have been a fair result. And they got the second goal at the end. So Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was one of the games where actually We huffed and puffed and we couldn't blow the ass down and they We we didn't it was it was the game that we didn't take our chances, yes. is the way I remember it. Yeah. That's the way I saw it. Uh anyway, let's move on to I said it was a whirlwind. Let's move on to Southampton. Uh we beat Southampton on the twenty seventh. Yeah. No boxing day. No. Probably lucky because there was a knife fight at uh, <laughs> in Westfield on Boxing well, Day. No, Did you see that? I, th- I don't think there was. Was there? There was someone broke the table and oh, <laughs> right. I did write the story. Yeah, yeah. Panic. There was someone broke a table, made a big bang. Everybody panicked, and when they started searching, everybody they found someone carrying, carrying a, knife. a knife. Yeah, yeah. And from yeah, that, so... you made it to a knife attack in Westfield on Boxing Day. <laughs> Was that the headline? Yeah, think, yeah that's the way. Did you go to Southampton uh, away? I did have a ticket, but to be fair, I was a bit under the weather. And oh, did you go to Watford? I did go Watford. Yeah, yeah, that was at home. That was at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I went so to too. The Southampton game, very quickly. Southampton game, we won. We won. Two one. Um, which which is interesting because. They can be a bit of a bogey side for us. Well, Anderson popped up again, didn't he? Um, mm. But he's a bit of an enigma for me because he's sort of done nothing in the first half at all. And yet he's got this ability to pop up and, 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 and score a goal. And for that reason, I suppose, he's beginning to look worth the money. Yeah. Yeah, but and he, he 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 don't dominate a game, but then when you've got the talent to be able to do what he does and, and pop up with the goals that he does and, and 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 create the odd chance here or there, you can look past the fact that there are times where he loses the ball in midfield, in you, you know, um, quite often to be honest. If you watch him, if you watch him and look at him, he does have this. Yeah, habit I put him in my dream team. I was like, oh, I'll give up doing it. Um, so, uh, I'll give you a little stat attack because I know you I like do them. love it. Um, we had the possession away from home, 54% to their 46. We had 16 shots, five of them on target. They had 11 shots, five of them on target. So, maybe they would say they deserve to draw. Well, I, don't, but... I don't know how they count them up because if you, if you remember their goal, I think it was the third attempt that they scored off of. The first two were kept out by Fabianski, saved it, got yeah. up, saved again. There's two on target. And then the third one, they sort of, Redmond fell over and knocked it in with his hand, didn't he? And w- what a signing, Fabianski. I mean, yes. if there's one person who needs to be, over the Christmas period, needs to be singled it, it, out, it, it, and that's it, Fabianski. A, again and again and again, he saves for West Ham fans. He's Sorry? a good stat for West Ham fans. Yeah. Cool. He actually comes from nearer Moscow than Ludek Mokloszko. <laughs> Is that true? Well, last time I looked on the map, I did. I was pretty good at geography. Poland's nearer Moscow than uh, Czechoslovakia. 
Can I can I nick that and use that for like can a tweet we not, or we're not like you know, my name is Fabianski, I come from near Moscow, then Ludet McLaughlin. Yeah. You know <laughs> and now I play in goal to West Ham. Have, have you tweeted this no, out? I haven't yet, or is it just, just one of these stupid. I mean, you know, I'm going to write a Clarence Hugh article about this. Fabianski <laughs> <laughs> close to Moscow. Slow, then slow, slow Ludo. Day, yeah. I've got the headline already. Where's Google Maps? It's just huh? Google Map it. You know, how far? Yeah, Where I will was, do. Uh, I think off the top of my head, I think McCloscoe was born in Ostrava. Czech Republic. Yeah, I think is it he? was Ostrava. I think he played with Banik Ostrava. So yeah. uh, I think he comes from around there, but I swear it's got to be nearer Moscow than um, wherever Fabianski comes from in Poland. Well, we, we we will check that out. I'm I'm just checking Wikipedia, uh, and he's definitely oh, checked. He was born knowledge. in yeah, go on. Uh, Pros Proskov. Oh right. Um, so we do that. We do yeah. that. I'm going to do a, a Google map um, from Prostov to Moscow and see what yeah. it says. But then you've got to look at so, where Fabianski um, was born. So, deserve win then? Southampton, definitely, yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I thought it was a deserve win. And set us nicely up for, like, Burnley away, didn't it? It did. And, and you, you think, oh, definitely uh, we can win that one. Um, are we doing by road or air? No, we've got to do it. I see. Yeah, you've got to do maps. This gonna, I'm not going to do it live on air. That would be a real mistake. Right, so <laughs> we we won, I think. What, what did we go in the league at the time when we went, when we beat, um, I think we went ninth, I think we didn't did we, go in the ninth, league? Yeah. And if we won against Burnley, who were in the relegation zone, we could have gone yes. seventh. But this is West Ham we're talking about. Did you go to no. Burnley? No. Um. We were pretty dismal. It, yeah, Burnley. I watched the game. Uh, I, I watched it with my nephew, who, uh, sadly for him... We were tired, apparently. Lack yeah. of energy affected the hammers, is what Pellegrini it was, said. Uh, it's, Do you agree? No, I've, I've come round to the thinking that the, the, the way this league is set up, it's madness. We played like three games in August, three games in September, three games in October, three games in November like in the league, then they go. So now the players are bedded in, isn't it? They've got had a run of games. You've had like cup games and things. So now what we're going to do is we're going to make you play eight games in December. Yeah. I mean, that is stupidity, in my opinion. I, it, it, it It's I, not quite eight games, but I, I know what you're well, saying. There were seven Premier League games yeah, in December. So... It is, it is a bit crazy, but everybody's got to do oh, the no, same. Yeah, everybody's got to do the same, but... To, to make West Ham go from the south coast on a night game to then play Burnley just two and a half days later, which is the furthest, you know, possibly only Newcastle would be further in the Premier yeah. League than the Burnley trip. Adding Southampton, yeah. uh, the distance, you know, it, there was always going to be, you know, you can always go, oh, these are professionals, they're paid millions of pounds. They shouldn't, mm, you know. Would. But, you know, at the end of the day, a few of the Pellegrini haters came out yeah. and went, oh. at static attack, we had the majority of possession at fifty-seven, which meant they had forty-three. They had seventeen shots on target. Uh, sorry, seventeen shots, five on target. 
we had 11-4 on target. Although I would say the stats don't paint a very good picture because I don't really remember too many shots and, and too many chances. I thought we thoroughly deserved to lose. Yeah, it, yeah, we just weren't at the races that day. It was it was a dismal performance by West Ham, that particular one. Yes, yeah. Oh. Uh, your dog wants to get in on, yeah, on the he's, action. It's just a green so, with you. Yeah. yeah, so let's, let's move on. Let's fast forward on to the next game, uh, which was Brighton. In, in fact, just midweek, last week. Um, I took my kids. You, keep, go on, was, you tell um, people about a Brighton game while I go and kill my dog. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the Brighton game, I took my kids uh, since it, it was the summer holidays. And... Uh, was thinking, yeah, we we could we could bounce back on this, uh, and I must admit, um, it was one of the most boring first halves I've ever seen. Um, we went two nil down in in a matter of minutes. It seemed like two minutes. I, I don't know exactly, but it seemed like two minutes. And I said to the kids, it was a cold night, and I said, if we go three nil down, we're going. Uh, and I fully expected the way it was going to go that way. And of course, up steps the magical Marco Anatovic, um and scores two in two minutes to make it 2-2. Two, two. And, um, and Rice hits the post almost to make it 3-2. And the whole game was changed, and this is a bizarre one, by a substitution of Mark Noble and Macau Antonio. Macau? That's an um, island, isn't it? Ma- Off Maca- China. <laughs> Uh, it was it was a bizarre game and and you oh, were there, it? weren't you? Yes. Dull as dishwater the first half. Yeah. Well, to be fair, after the second half was as well. Yeah, yeah. There was twelve. I think I think that Met Police account said twelve minutes of excitement, and and they're about right. You know, there were four goals in twelve minutes, uh, and nothing else apart from that. Apart from. Um, uh, Right it in the post. Yeah, I mean, again, you could say we looked a bit leggy, if you're going to use a cliche. That, um, but perhaps West Ham of old would have folded. You know, West Ham of old yeah. wouldn't have come back. I, I didn't. I, I honestly thought when we went 2-0 down, I thought we're not coming back from this. And I said to the kids... Well, I, I remember saying <laughs> Charlie was with me that if we, get, if we can get one quick, we might have a chance here. I didn't think it'd be that quick, but um, no. I must admit, I did. I, did think, I mean, it, I mean, it was. A, I, I can't remember who put the through ball on out of it for the first one, but he let it sort of run along, and it was a good turn and shot. Um, I'd, I'd imagine Chris Hutton the Brighton manager would have been disappointed with their defending. I was at the Brighton game uh, down at the Amex and Brighton defended for their lives. And yet, I don't know whether the fact that they were two new up, they switched off. Um, yeah. Were well, you at the Brighton game? I didn't see you, but yes, I, you I were there, weren't yeah. you? I was at the Brighton game. Yeah. Yeah. I was in row four. Yes, with uh, the kids, 62. So. Yeah. Oh. Up in, up in, up <laughs> in what I back. now call my favoured position. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Brighton were giving it back. There was. Did you see the guy with the rattle, the big 
Rattle well, was... yeah, I did. Yeah, a bit of me thought, wow, how did he get that in through the searching? <laughs> then another bit of me thought, I've got one of them at home. So we think oh, really? get one in. Shall I bring it? You could get one in. So, so yeah. I'll try and see if I can get Yeah, why not? Try and get, get it in. Get the old so rattle. quick stat attack. Uh, West Ham had the possession with 54% to their 46 But guess what? What? Both sides were exactly the same. Both had 13 shots and uh, six on target. Wow. A piece. So a very fair, if you look at the stats, very fair result being 2-2. Respect the point, as Sam Allardyce would say. Yeah. I, and we go 10th. Yeah, I mean, you know, it kept us... There's a lot of points being nicked off of everyone as this congested middle bit, plus, you know, plays out against each other. So... Well, well, that's right. I mean, it, there's nothing. I'm just looking at the table now. And um, Leicester on 31 in seventh place. Um, seven points above them is Man United. Now they've kicked in a bit. Um, but uh, eighth place is Watford on 29, minus one goal difference. Wolves are on 29 on minus two goal difference. West Ham on 28 on minus three goal difference. So, you know, one win and we go eighth, potentially. Well, I just, I don't know about one win. I just think. Oh, no, we're playing Arsenal, though. Let's remember. A draw? A point well earned. Um, well earned. Uh, good comeback. And on to, to the FA Cup versus Birmingham, bringing us right up to date to Saturday. Um. We had a little swap around where I was in the gods and you were yeah, in the. I was row uh, seven. You were up front. Yeah. Down in row one, in block 102. What's on the corner flag? Um, yeah. So what block 102, was that? 102. Up by the Bobby Moore stand. Uh, you didn't like it though? Well. This is going to sound a bit funny, especially coming from someone that sits in row 62 and moans about it. It was a bit too close to the pitch for my liking. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I, I just... I, as, a, as a kid, the, the first season ticket I had was block A, row U, right in the corner above the south bank of, of the West End. And perhaps... I sat there from the ages six, seven until I was 13. My uncle said, right, you can go on your own. And then I went to the North Bank. Even at the North Bank, I stood towards the back because I like to be up higher to look down on the pitch more. So you can see more of the game. You can see the off-ball movement. You can see players that are in space. You can see basically what everyone is doing. You can't do that from row seven. You just see people's... Knees. Yeah, and I, I, my like, kids' ones are in row four as well, and I, I, I mean, you do see the game, but you don't get to see the depth and the yeah, you did, it, It's weird that some of the chances you, you don't, you think, oh, was that close? What happened yeah, you're there? Right. How did that? You're happen? Right. Where when I'm up, I know how it happened. Yeah, you're right. I, I, you, the optimum place, I think, is actually the back row of the lower tier, or or the front row of the upper tier. You probably, for me, I might, I'd be high enough up. I would like to move further forward, but I think West Ham's going to want more money out of me. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, I spoke to the bloke next to me. It was his seasoned seat 
uh, he, he sat in the seat every every week, and it, it was a band free, six hundred pound. And you think, well, how much you pay for your ticket? Fifteen pound. Mm. I only paid a tenner Which, and, 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 and a quid each for oh, the kids. This is the funny thing about it. The reason why I ended up there was before the Watford game, when I realised that it had gone to General Sal, I, I was sitting in the supporters club and I went online to buy the ticket rather than queue up with all the other idiots. Um, so I bought it online, but I couldn't buy my seat. It had already gone. Row 62 had already sold out <laughs> the seats. So you think there was nothing up there. They were all gone. So I was like, I was. It was only me on my own. I was the only one going to the game right. out of my crowd that, that were up there. So it was like, oh, I might as well pay the fifteen quid, sit down the front, see what it's like. I was just glad it didn't rain because that yeah. roof didn't look like cover the seat. Well, I was in block two two six, row fifty three, and I've been up. It's it's well, it's a bit like your your view, to be honest. Yeah. Um, What's that? Our fade line. Yeah, it well no, it's not. It's in the uh, one of the corners. It's on the other side. Oh, oh right. Um, but it was a tenner and a quid each for the kids. So. Yeah, but then you know, like you can't go wrong. I mean, to, to be fair, it looked busy, didn't it? Um, that uh, uh, that that fifty-six thousand tickets. I mean, all yeah. right, it helped that most of the tickets were a tenner. It helped that kids were a quid, but. Pretty impressive for a third round against Birmingham, sell fifty six thousand tickets. I bet you that is possibly after the Juventus game and the Dom Zali game, which was the opener. That was probably the most attended game. You could be right. You could be right because that was proper. You could see there there weren't the, the, the spaces areas. That was a proper fifty five thousand attendance yeah where you look at compare that to the brighton game in the league how many was at brighton 42 43 yeah yeah you were probably right i mean it's somewhere between uh 10 i I wrote this and said although when we played brighton it was it was a first um official sixty thousand. i estimated that somewhere between 10 and 20 percent we're missing season ticket holders who bought their ticket didn't turn up. So it was a sellout of 60,000 home record. But as we all know, somewhere between 10%, so that's 6,000 and 12,000 didn't turn up. I mean, the, 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 the one thing that does baffle me is um, when we was at the bowling, FA Cup third round against a lower team, non-Premier League, Birmingham, they're not a big draw for us, let's face it, are they? No. Um, that would pull in twenty-two to 25,000, probably with the tickets being sold for 10 and £15. Yeah. So what is it about now? What is the difference? I mean, I, I can look back, FA Cup for a round. I walked into my seat. And there was a block of 200 seats. Me, and my mate, and his boy were the only three in that block against Barnsley <laughs> in the FA Cup 2010. Because um, I, I, I got into a fight with, with Stewart, believe it or not, because I put I had my flag then in the ground and I laid it out on the seat and they they tried to get me to take it down. They said it was an health and safety risk and I told them 
F off. Hmm. Because there was literally, we were the only three people in our block in the Trevor Brook in Upper. Now, if there was 20-odd thousand there that day, there was probably around 20-odd thousand for Barnsley. Tickets, again, 10, 15 quid. Why are people coming now? Well, it's a bit of a tourist. Um, when they never done it, FA Cup third round. It's a bit of a tourist thing. And, and, you know, come and see a Premier League club at the former thing for 10 quid. Uh, not that many. Bring your kids not, as well. Look at me. Not that many right? people, um, you reckon? Two kids, right? A pound booking free for each, actually. So it wasn't 12 quid. It was 15 quid. 15 quid for a family of three. That's not bad to go to the the former Olympic Stadium and watch some football, even though if it's the FA Cup, 15 quid for three people. That That's the market that attracted. Bring your yeah, kids. The if you can't afford and you don't want to pay out 40 quid for a kid for a big game, bringing them to a game where you can pay 15 quid for you and your two kids to go and watch is a very attractive uh, opportunity for no, but what I'm saying is compare it to the FA Cup third round games at the bowling, right? I've just brought it up. Yeah, I know that, but they didn't do it no, for 15 they, quid no, for three they, seats. No, you could do an adult for a tenner or 15 quid and a child was a fiver for the FA Cup third round ties. Golden Sullivan were always doing this. All right. Well, so against I don't know. Barnsley I in 2011, the game... I was talking about, well, there's more people there than I thought. 24,500 people were there. FA Cup for a round. It was like a ghost town up in the Trevor Brook in Upper. I mean, so what was that? So that was bowling held 36,500, 12,000 empty seats in the bowling, Upton Park. So, but, and that's what I'm saying is, but not just that game. FA Cup for, I can remember the Emily game. If I go back 20 odd years to the Emily game, it was probably non-league team. It was probably only 20,000 for that. That was a ghost town. Hmm. Anyway, let's talk about the game. Let's go back to the game. So we score after two minutes with an out of itch. Uh, not a lot happens for a long time. An out of itch goes off, gets the ump. Um, ah, you, you tell us how, how you saw it and I'll, get, I'll well, give my view. Andy Carroll got told to warm up. Now, being down the front and obviously sitting in front of uh, or more further forward than the bench you could actually see everything that the bench was doing so you could look over to the right and look straight into the bench because of the curve of the seating so Carroll got told to warm up and he ran down in front of us got a warm applause and he was stretching looking like you know but he was doing more than the normal see and that's early for him to start warming up 10 minutes into the game and you looked over on that was gesturing towards the bench I don't know what he was, you know, saying, you, you know, there was something or not. Pellegrini's waving his arms about. Apparently, a well, bad this is the thing. So, Arnautovic must have brought it to the to the bench's attention, to Pellegrini's attention. So, Belle, Pellegrini's gone safety first. You've already scored your goal. You got your goal scoring bonus. Nice, nice bit, you know, another 10 grand probably in your pocket. Come on, 20 minutes work, off you go. And put Andy Carroll on. But you saw his well, face, yeah? He obviously not, probably saw thought he could get an at-trick bonus. I don't know if he's got such a thing. I'm like, no, do know, I. joking here. But, you know, he obviously, which is good. You want to see players want to play, isn't it? That's what you want. And play every yeah, game. Yeah. 
you know, I, I was pleased to see on out of it start because it, it, you know, the team he put out, there were a few changes, but he put a good mixture out to make sure we won the game. Yeah. Started with just Adrian, Antonio, Diop, Obona, Masuaku, Rice, Digana, Obiang, uh, Sami Nasri, obviously, and um, Silva yeah, and Anatovic. Nasri, I don't know. No Anderson, no Fabianski uh, starting, no Carroll starting, no Snodgrass Nasri's starting, no Perez Cup starting. Winner, he? You know, this is a man. No Noble at all, by the way. Noble didn't even make the bench. Well, he's not needed, is he? You got you got to look after Mark Noble now. He's thirty-one. We've given him another contract mm. that we want to probably see him get him to see out. So, yeah. Well, he made a difference, didn't he? Let's be honest. He yeah. he, he, he he does seem to respond to being told, <laughs> you know, you're crap. You know, there's there's all these noble doubters that give him grief, and I know it gets to him on social media. I've been told this before that he reads all this stuff. It does get to him. You know, oh, Noble's got no legs and everything. He's responded to it. To in the be past. fair, and then certainly responded to it. It's not that he hasn't um, got legs. He hasn't got pace. And, and the modern Premier League is is a is is pace and fitness and and this pressing game, which involves a lot of running around by people in midfield, and that's not his game. But there's room for people like him in the game. Because because at the end of the day, say what you like, the bloke can pass a ball, and and that's what it's all about. Sheringham never had pace. Played to his forty-one. Why? Because he had a brain, a football brain. Mark Noble's got a good football brain. Yeah. So the game, um, apart from an Altovich going off, um, well, how did you see it? Because I'll tell you, I'd, I I was shocked that Nasri got man in the match. I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I I was a bit surprised about that, and I wonder whether it was the they wanted you know the sponsors wanted to meet them. They were crafty Arsenal fans or something because I didn't quite get I'd, that. I I didn't. I, I thought he had an okay game, considering it was he's, he's not played for a year because of drug ban and everything else. I thought it was a yeah. good way to bring him in, and and you know it's going to take him a while to build him up to get up to match speed, especially when he hasn't played that long. long, uh, And the rumours are he had a lot of weight but when he came back to training. So yeah. he's worked hard in training. He's earned the contract. You know, I, I fully expect him actually to perform at a level where we want to sign him because even at the age of 30, 31, I still think he's a good player. You don't want too many of them, to be fair, but when they're that got that yeah. much quality, you can't say no when they're presented to you on a plate. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you who did get man of the match. So we've I've just done the uh, Clarence Hugh uh, player ratings that several hundred people fill in. Um, and the person who did get it was actually uh, Declan well, Rice. Average score of 7.7. Nasri, let me just look at Nasri. Nasri got uh, a 7.27. So it was but... not too far behind, to be honest. Um, I'm just seeing if anyone else got more than that. Uh, yeah. Uh, someone put a score down for Zabaleta. Didn't even play. Uh, no, no. So he, he was, to be fair, um, second uh, in, mm. in, the, in the Clarence Hughes scores anyway. 
Um, so, so, and, and this is several hundred people. So maybe they saw something yeah. we did. Well, perhaps. The Agana got set at 7.09. I thought, I, I thought that Zambi Silva had, had some good touches. So, Silva got a 6.47. I, I, I think he shows so. that he's worth another look. You know, and you can't just put a player in for one game and if he fails to do it, because you're going to be nervous as hell on your debut, aren't you? So, yeah. you know, let's give the boy a, another crack. I think he did enough to show that if given a decent run out with confidence, he can be a good player. As good as that, Diagana. Diagana does a lot of good, still loses the ball a bit too much. He reminds me of Junior Stanislas at the same age. And perhaps he needs to go play for another club and grow into that club. Yeah. Um, Declan Rice, though. So, so, I mean, it was, it was, I thought that Birmingham sort of started to come back in it. You know, the longer the game went on, 1 0, well, the more I thought that they could June, nick a winner, uh, winner, uh, um, nick a, um, nick during a draw. The, during the minutes, and of course, pros, they nearly scored. I think it was Andy Carroll. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> 28 minutes uh, for um, Jack Morad. Um, uh, you know, Morad. Carroll headed yeah. off the line. And, 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 and this is a thing I've been saying um, to people about Andy Carroll. And there, there is evidence in the past that I think we're missing a trick with him. I think if you look at the Brighton game, he played the first 45 minutes. And from set pieces, he, he dropped back and helped clear the ball. We got caught out Brighton mm. two set pieces once Carroll left the pitch. Andy Carroll yeah. could actually become a really good centre half if he was willing to go back there and play it. Yeah, well, I, I don't. We're, we're talking about this on transfer, but I, I really don't. No, see I know it's a shame. I, I just think well, there was a, a player years ago um, called Mariner played Ipswich and Arsenal, and Arsenal put him centre half, and he was he was a really good centre half for Arsenal. So it can yeah. be done. I I thought uh, so. Overall, I thought we scored really early on. Set on our nerves. You know, we we meet hard work of any FA Cup. We we we're big. We turn up for the big games, but often for the smaller clubs. Um, I just don't think we're, you know, and and you think oh two uh, one nil up after two minutes. This is gonna we're gonna cruise this, and of course we didn't get the second goal to what the ninety first minute with Andy Carroll. Yes. Uh, so there, there was times where I thought you're letting Birmingham back in this, and they're going to snatch one back. But well, he missed hey, an easier chance. We got the Carroll. job done. Well, the draws tonight. You know, we can still pick Millwall, well, can't we? Yes. I'm not. What it's, time it's is after the draw? The game, isn't it? Is it half nine or? I think it's at half past nine. Yeah. Is it? Uh, I don't think we're still no. be recording then. Um. <laughs> Uh, we're ball 22 yes. I think from yeah. memory is no, that right we're ball 2 or something I don't know oh 2 2 2 2 well Imagine I'm, that. I'm not to admit I, um, I ain't I, I'm, I, I'm, did you see no, some of the trouble I, afterwards I, I, or? I was working Saturday morning so I drove but I parked I parked up about 12 o'clock just after by the supporters club Um, so I had it on my toes. I was walking out when Andy Carroll scored because yeah. after he went round the keeper and hit the side netting, I just thought, oh, this ain't going to happen. And I've been at work since like half past six 
Yeah, yeah no, I'd, so, I'd gone well before that. But. I, you know, I, as I left and walked up the stairs, um, the, the ball came over everybody, and I just managed to see the ball at the back of the net. Um. So, I mean, you, I don't know if you know, but Birmingham are, 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 have got the most yes. arrests out of any. Um, obviously, in the old days, uh, they had, I think, the famous Zulus. I don't know if they, they still go. Um, or they still exist, but they've got a reputation. And, um, you know, the police were cre- treating it as a very uh, high-risk game. Uh, there were extra checks by, um, I don't know if you had this, but a lot of people reported to me that there were extra yeah. checks by stewards looking yeah. for a knife. They knives. make me turn around. Now, norm- yeah, normally, strange. they don't, I don't make know me what turn I did ask the club and said, you know, and said, no, this is just appropriate for the risk oh, category, right. risk of game. It is, but I can't remember ever being saying we're looking for knives. Um, but I didn't see it. But you've probably yes. seen footage, and, and a number of people have spoken to me that they tried to segregate them, and it's difficult to segregate five thousand two hundred Blues fans coming out with, you know, uh, fifty thousand West Ham fans because they've got to meet somewhere, yeah. But in this case, they sort of crossed over by the bridge and the the Blues fans broke through a, a, a safety barrier and started throwing a cans of Stella and uh, West Ham fans claimed they were penned in by police and uh, Birmingham fans were charging them. And other people say it was a bit of a row about nothing. They're all little kiddies trying to make a name for themselves. Um but and and you uh, you've probably seen I've done a story today about it. You know the Birmingham fans were fl- throwing blue flares and apparently some some fireworks and stuff. And you know no one wants to see that because you know someone could get hurt. But the the bit that's made all the news and I don't know if you followed this or not is a West Ham fan that picked up I've the police it, yeah. horse, dog um, horse shit and threw it at Birmingham fans. Why would you do that? Why would you pick up? Well, he didn't have gloves on. Would you... He didn't have gloves on. Huh? No. I don't <laughs> Why know. would you do that? He, I've, I've seen the video of it. Um, yeah. Strange. I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, you could laugh. You know, if it was a Birmingham fan doing it over West Ham fans, we'd probably feel different. But I'd, it's, it's just weird. Yeah. We're, you, I don't yeah, know. It I just don't... makes you chuckle in a way. Yeah, as I say, I don't. I haven't heard of any actual people getting hurt in the. Well, Rutgers, it's just so the way they walked them down, and it the the, the 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 Birmingham fans were brought out from where they are, and that roadway goes down, and then it comes back up on yeah. the, on the different side, yeah. to where the West Ham fans were then walking along. Um, but well, we know when what we do is when we leave the ground, we we walk along. To bridge somewhere like is it free? Bridge free. Do a left, left again on the loop road, and as we're walking down yeah, to Pudding Mill Lane, you bump yeah. into them all the time, don't you? You bump into the away fans. I mean, that's just the geography. You can't completely separate the two. Anyway, uh, we live another day for a cup run, and who would you fancy then in in the cup? In the draw tonight, we're doing. We're Barney, recording this at what? Burton. Half past yeah. eight, an hour before. Oh, Wolves has just gone one nil up <laughs> against okay. Liverpool in the FA Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Uh, so we're calling about half eight on the Monday night. Um, uh, I'd, I'd like fancy? to have like a lower league team. Somewhere where we've not been. So, yeah, even that yeah. Um, Newport revenge for 1979. They knocked us out yeah. in I'm trying to have a look or a, a list of them, but I guess... Uh, well, the big upsets were um, yesterday, weren't it? We, um, Newport, um, Barnet. Who else won yesterday? It was upsets. Oldham. I'd like to go to Oldham again. Oldham. Oldham away. As long as it don't yeah. rain, we'll be all right. Right, so here we go. Bolton is number one. Millwall, Gillingham, Brentford, Sheffield Wednesday or Luton, Man United, Everton, Tottenham, Doncaster. How about Doncaster? Blackburn or Newcastle, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Derby or Southampton, Crickens, Stanley. Um, yeah, I thought you would say that. Bristol City, Newport, Oldham, Shrewsbury or Stoke, um, Arsenal, Man City, Brighton, West Ham, obviously. Uh, Watford, Burnley, QPR, Barnet, Portsmouth, AFC Wimbledon. I'd love AFC Wimbledon again. again um, we just beat them, didn't we, in the yeah. League Cup? Yeah. So I said I'd like them again. West Brom in our Albion, Middlesbrough, Wolves or Liverpool, and finally, Swansea City. So, yeah. and Stanley for you, yeah? We played them before, uh, yeah, didn't we? That, that, Recently, I think it was a pay at the London Stadium. Ninetieth minute, yeah. I want AFC Wimbledon or Portsmouth. I wouldn't mind Portsmouth either. Actually, I like well, away. away. I like their ground for you. That's, that's what I've just picked <laughs> yeah. out there. Yeah, yeah. Kingston away. or Portsmouth. Yeah, anywhere else local? Is there anything local? Yeah. Cool. Right. Uh, let's move on. To uh, let's talk about injuries first because I don't know if you know, but uh, West Ham have the joint no, most injuries know. in the Premier League at the moment. No, uh, yeah, Marco Anatovic is down, uh, for, for a back, so he's a small doubt for Saturday. Babwana has had that knee problem, he's still a slight doubt. He's got pass, um, he's not full training yet. We have to see whether he passes it. Hernandez is coming back from a back injury. Again, could be due back this weekend. So those three could be back this weekend. But the rest of them are Jack Wilshere. I've got no idea what's going on with his ankle injury. Uh, needs another surgery is what I heard. Fredericks could be coming back very soon as well. I think this weekend might be too soon. Yamalenko's out for the season, obviously, with his Achilles. Sanchez is out for the season with his knee injury. Winston Reid, supposed to be coming back at January, but end of January, but I'm sure I don't know. And Lanzini, of course, ACL, supposed to be coming back in February, but I really don't see him coming back this season. A um, lot of injuries. And uh, obviously we're in transfer window. Should we Go do a transfer window update? So as most, that's premises to begin with. We got now money. Um, I have to say that uh, disclaimer that because we spent ninety five million pound or committed to spend ninety five million pound in the summer, and because our wages now, including a new deal for Declan Rice and Sammy Nasri, has taken us right, right to the limit of financial fair play. 
there's not the cupboard is bare and there's not a lot of room to do anything. But saying that, obviously we've signed Sami Nasri. Um, I understand the deal's worth um, about um, maybe fifty thousand pound a week, plus a lot of bonuses, appearances, uh, goal bonuses, um, clean sheets, etc., uh, cup runs, etc. So it's he- heavily incentivized for him to, if he wants to get up to his, you know, eighty. 90,000. He's got to play week in, week out. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what he does. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Rice's new deal because I've promised I'm not going <laughs> to, after the hoo <laughs> last time, I'm not going to talk about uh, uh, any of the details of, of Declan well, Rice's no, deal. But let's talk about, about some other Nez. players. So you, you don't afford that luxury to Sammy Nasri, but you afford that to Declan Rice? No, no, Why? I don't. I do, yes. Uh, because of all the trouble I caused last time. And he's a young guy. Sammy Nasri is old enough to, to handle me talking about his... Uh, well, I've got a theory about Declan Rice, anyway. Yeah, Go yeah. On, Do you want to discuss it on it? Uh, Declan Rice could Go on. Uh, could actually transform this club um, in, in the next couple of years into the, being on the fringes of the yep. top six. But, but this is how he's going to do it. Wow. We're going to sell him for hundred million pound, wow! Do for us, what what? Yeah, I wish I could talk about some well, of the, some of the incentives know, and some of the bonuses well, that are in uh, in his contract. For us but... What the sour Gareth Bale propelled Tottenham into? Because you know, when you look at what Tottenham done yeah. with the money for Gareth Bale, yeah, they wasted it, but they never spent any money. So they only use the Gareth Bale money. So if you imagine if we could get 100 million for Declan Rice, it would enable the club to to to, to store money and, and to just use the Declan Yeah, go on. Let me ask you three questions. Do you think Declan Rice will catch it's him possible West Ham? before he leaves us? Yes. Okay. Do you think Declan Rice will play for England? No. Do you think, well, I can't answer the third one, which is, do you think Declan Rice will captain England one day? Well, so I'd, your answer is you don't think he'll play for I England. Think he'll, so I think he'll take, I, I hope he takes the Irish route because he's pulled on the green shirt and he's, he's stood for the national anthem. Okay. In a I'm going to make a prediction. So, I'm going to make a prediction yeah. that not only he stays, but he captains West Ham as a regular captain, that he play he he, he plays for England and one day he can't. Well, I'll tell you England. what, he is so good. If he, 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 this boy is so good, he's better than Rio. You've got to look, Rio left us, as did Frank and Joe, and they went and won titles, they won cups, and they won European trophies. If Declan Rice wants to do that, is he really going to do that with West Ham? I think sometimes so. you get a player so good. You, you got. You, it's all about the timing. We screwed up when we sold Rio. We sold him too early, yeah. and we didn't get the full value for him. The same with Michael Carrick, but perhaps we were pushed into a corner more with Carrick because we'd been relegated, and we hadn't gone back up. So Carrick stayed for the first season. We yeah. were down. So, but with Declan, it's all about timing, and we need him to stay with us for another two or three seasons and keep getting better and better. So when he gets to like twenty one, twenty two, then it's possible that if he's continuing 
to become the player that he's showing he's going to be. The boy's going to be world-class. So therefore, he deserves to play for a world-class team. I'm not necessarily yeah. Man City. It could be he goes and plays for Real Madrid, Barcelona. He, for me, I'm seeing that he is that good. There is nothing you see him in a game week in, week out now. For me, his head and shoulders better than the tackling, the passing, the way he breaks the play up. And and he's the youngest kid out there at times, younger than Diagana. And he's, he, you can see him ordering players, talking to the other players. He's yeah. got the lot. All right. Well, we will see who's right. And wrong. this is what I'm saying. We're saying be prepared to let him move on to fulfil his ambitions because we'll we can't be allowed we'll to see. hold him back. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, let's talk about... Uh, so we've done one with uh, Sammy Nasri. We knew that was going to happen. We've discussed that. Um, I expect us to probably do a deal uh, for for Gary Medell. Uh, I've just done a profile on Clarence Hugh today. Why do you expect um, us to do a deal with him? Uh, because sources close to the club tell me that uh, Pellegrini is interested in him, that he's a good utility player that can play in defence and in midfield. He's a good cover, he's a good squad Foul player. And he's available quite cheap. Oh, there's the answer. Thank you very much. And he's available quite cheap. So And he's I Chilean. Think, uh, so He is Chilean as well. Uh, he, uh, you probably know he's played for Inter Milan, he's played for Cardiff. Um, he There's two teams he, you wouldn't normally put in the same sentence. He joined Cardiff for about 11 million quid. Oh, yeah, he was a record now, signing, wasn't he? He joined uh, the Turkish club, which I can never say, Belitikas. Yeah. <laughs> so I can never pronounce it. Uh, for like $3 million or, or 3 million euros, I can't remember. Um, and I reckon, you know, 3, 4 million, maybe. How old is he? Uh, that's a good question. That's why I asked it. Uh, and I'm looking for Google to help me out here, and it is going to help me out. He's 31 years old. Oh, I wouldn't want to pay three or four million for him, to be fair. So, do we do I we need him? He, in all honesty, well, just to, just to help with the injuries, a utility player. That I mean, at the moment, remember, um. You know, we keep on putting Macau Antonio in in a uh, right back. So can Gary Medell play right back? He can. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is he a right back? Yeah, that's one. He has played right back. Oh, yeah. right. So is Mikel Antonio, but you wouldn't call him a right back. He's been. He he can play. My understanding is he can play centre back. He can play right back. So uh, I thought he was a midfielder. He's a defensive midfielder right, yeah. by trade, but he's a defensive midfielder. Oh, right. He played a bit like Declan Rice. You know, he. He uh, is very much on the defensive side rather than the offensive uh, side, attacking yeah. side. Right. But but if you look at his playing position, it's defender, stroke, defensive midfielder. Right. Anyway, I, I think there's a very good chance of him coming. Uh, he's cheap wages wise as well, which helps. And then there could be one extra, maybe. Um, striker and they're looking at this loan deal we won't buy because i said we haven't got any money but it's this brazilian striker and uh gabriel gab gabriga i can't pronounce it but you know the guy i'm talking about don't you do you no. know the guy i'm talking about uh he's played for he's um he's been on loan to santos uh and he plays for inter milan but there's no place for him he's only 22 years old 
Right. He's known as Gabriel as well. Well, um, but he's he's a Brazilian. Dreams do come true for him. He, he's a Brazilian, and, uh... Uh, born in São Paulo, um, and yeah, oh, Barbosa right. is his second name. Barbosa, yeah. All right. Played for been to Benfica on loan, uh, been to Santos on loan, but no no place for him at the moment in Inter Milan. But we shall see. Uh, But here's the deal. (laughs) A striker needs to go out for him to come in. Wages. Oh, who would that be? Let's look at our strikers. So Perez is not cutting the mustard. Uh, Talk about he might go back to Spain. Uh, And I think we would, if we can get most of our money back, I think it hasn't worked out for Perez. Betis was a rumour, I believe. Sorry? We're looking at him. Betis. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But also, Andy Carroll is definitely available uh, if someone wants him. Now, he could be suitable. I mean, he's got less than six months contract. He's not going to get a new offer. So I think we would take any money. I don't think Pellegrini fancies him that much, and that's obvious. He just doesn't play the Pellegrini way. And I know you're going to disagree with this, but he doesn't play the Pellegrini way. I think he would be really good for uh, a side in relegation, maybe even Burnley or who else is at the bottom at the moment? Southampton? Huddersfield. Yeah. Southampton. You know, Fulham. Five minutes. He, he, he can make the difference. To someone not scoring goals, who doesn't mind a bit of direct football, he could make the difference to staying up this season, couldn't he? If he can keep well, fit. in theory, yes. But then there's in practice. Now, I know he scored at the weekend, but his performances when he's come on recently has hardly done us a favour in trying to sell him because his performances hasn't been that good. So people maybe so scouts will be sitting in those games as we all know they'll be there thinking, yeah, not that good. No, off the pace, still looks a bit funny. It still happens to, you know, only Andy Carroll could like fall down badly one yeah. minute after coming on. So I you know, hear every, there's a very good chance he may have to go abroad. Yeah. And someone who we both know uh, told us that is his boss, struggling what the, 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 uh, What's it called Trouble and Strife? <laughs> Talking yeah. got me. Uh, fancies America, MLS. Oh, oh does she? Yeah. I, I can't see her fitting in. What team would she play for? Uh, no, I just think <laughs> I think she oh, would right. love to go out to LA and do the LA thing. Oh right. Well, well I, yeah, perhaps he could do that. I don't know. I could see him lapping up that lifestyle. You know, I could see Billion, Billion, Andy, in, in in America, do America, a reality TV, a reality show in the making. Yeah, just the football gets in the way. Uh, I was told there was a rumor between a swap between uh, Andy Carroll and, and Jojo Shelby for Newcastle, and I put that to my senior source, and they laughed and said, <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> they would have to be mad to do that deal. Well, yeah. Hmm. Was that till yeah? They are mad. Who Newcastle? Oh, owners. I know. I'm talking about Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. Yeah, I can't see them getting 
with the Shelby for, for Andy yeah. Carroll. So, so the, and, and then we move on to Reese Oxford. So Reese Oxford, uh, I'm told, I was told today, I haven't checked it out, so I don't know, but I'm going to just throw it out there, has changed his agent in the last few days. All right. Uh, no offers have come in for Carroll, no offers have come in for Oxford, but, but the, you know, I'm told that they will, they've made it known in the market that both are available. Um, I mean, this rubbish that, you know, that, you know, Arsenal are looking at Reese Oxford, this rubbish that Everton are looking, I'm being told by people close to the club. No way. None of those two have even asked for tickets to the under-23s to see him or scout him or anything like that. So this is all agent talk, trying to whip up some interest in his client. But at the end of the day, his client earns £20,000 a week. It can't even really show his skill in the under-23s, and we know how poor that is. Who's going to take him on at twenty grand a week? Uh, No club, probably. At the at the moment, no. I can see, um, but it could be that perhaps West Ham could offload him and pay him ten grand a week, and someone else pays him ten grand a week. Yeah, possibly, uh, but Pellegrini doesn't 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 rate Oxford. It's a shame, but I think part of it's he's done it to himself, to be honest. Yeah, I mean he's he's got. I mean he, when he went out last season to Germany, was it Mönchengladbach? He was at. Yeah, you know, you hoped he, he seemed to want to do well and stay there. That perhaps it would have taught him, you know, what the word professional meant in professional footballer. Yeah, but, alas. Anyway, let's let's move on. Um, there has been rumours that we were going to to knock on Chelsea's door to either borrow Drinkwater, Loftus Cheek, or Cahill. Uh, again, I talked to my senior source. Uh, I was told that Loftus Cheek, of course we would have him, but he's not. He's not for uh, Chelsea. Don't want to loan him. It's just not an option. And I was told forget Drinkwater and Cahill as well. Um, no interest with from from uh, Pellegrini. And I think that may be it. I really think we only may see another one or two, and that might be a utility player in defensive utility player in. Gary Medell and, and and this Brazilian striker, um, unless a little cheapy comes in like, um, you know, uh, silver, like we bought before that, you know, we find a bit of quality from South America or some obscure club in, in, in Europe. But I really don't but, see us. If you see any, as we go through the transfer window, if you see any 20 million, well, if you see anything over, <laughs> I'll be honest with you, if you see anything over 6 million, I would I would take it with a very very large the, the day, uh, pinch we, of salt. Generally, bought in the January transfer window at a time when we've been down the bottom, fighting relegation. Yeah. It, it, it's a bit of a new concept for West Ham to be this safe in January. So yeah. the fact is, we don't need to waste our money. Well, it's a great so. position to in, be in. In a way, Pellegrini's got the owners off the hook a bit because I think yeah. if we'd have stayed down the bottom, the, the pressure on them would have been on them to find the extra funds. And let's face it, the club haven't got it, so it would have had to have come from them. 
and it would have tested their metal. You know, especially the fact is they rushed the books out, you know, and we can see they've took more money out of the club. So there's no money to yeah. buy players, but they've took another chunk of money out of the club. Yeah, we haven't discussed that, and I don't don't know if you want to discuss the finances in a minute. Let's just finish the transfer bit, and then and we'll we'll talk that. So, um, you know, I've been told by the senior source that Pellegrini is happy with his squad. Uh, he doesn't particularly need players apart from cover for injuries, and and the senior source made the point that we've got a full squad, <laughs> and that's right. If you look at the squad, we've with Nasri, we've got a squad number for everybody. So the only way to do this is to drop people out of the squad. And you've got to remember the homegrown rule. Yeah. So there's no point in saying, oh yeah, well let's drop, you know, dear Garner out or let's drop, you know, whoever out. Um, you'd have to replace yeah. them uh, to make sure you keep the homegrown rule up. So I'm done analysis. I will probably do this on Clarence Hugh to do actually who are the home, who are the, the seven homegrown players that we have to rely on, we can't drop. And then when you look at it, this is why I say people they, like Perez they, what's or, the rule? The, or Carroll might be leaving. They're included in the 25. The homegrown Who? players. You can have a certain amount of homegrown players outside. Uh, under 21. Under 21. Under 21. Garner, Rice. So under 21. Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when, um, if, if, you, uh, if you look at it, Right, I, I, and I've I've uh, I have looked at it. I'm going to give you the homegrown players because uh, because I, I wrote this um, at the start of the season. Um, and funny enough, I think Reece Oxford is one of them, or is he? Or how old is Reece he's Oxford? Nineteen twenty. Right, homegrown. So uh, Antonio is one of them. So people who say uh, get rid of Antonio, he's a homegrown player. Andy Carroll, believe it or not, is another one. Uh, uh, Aaron Cresswell, often been linked with an exit. Another one. Ryan Fredericks, a lot of people saying we should get rid of him. He's another one. Uh, Moses uh, Masaki is another one. Uh, Mark Noble, obviously, <laughs> is another one. Uh, and believe it or not, Jack Wilshire is is another one. What? So that's your I'm seven, gone. isn't it? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So when it's homegrown, yeah. it's not necessarily through your youth system. It's... Oh, no, 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 no. No, it doesn't have to be through your group. Uh, oh. Yeah. So that, that's just seven homegrown. So what we're saying that there is the only one really who's not a major player that would have to be dropped from the squad is 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 Moses mm. Masaki. So he could be dropped and a bit unfair on the youngster. I don't think he's featured and... You lose it, but you haven't got lots of people. You know, if if you wanted, if uh, you know, you, well, no, he sorry, that's the opposite. He wouldn't be dropped because obviously he's need for the homegrown. So outside of that, I'm just having a look which, which other players that um, yeah, you've 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 then got uh. You've, they're all main players. So you've, you've got Zabaleta, you've got Yamalenko, you've got Snodgrass, oh, who doesn't you, count. You, you've got Sanchez, you've got Adrian, you've got Reed, you've got um, Anderson, you've got Lucas Perez, you've got Obiang, you've got Obona, you've got Masuaku, you've got Lanzini, you've got Hernandez, you've got Fabianski, 
You've got Balbuana. You've got Anatovic. Who are you going to drop out of the, the ones I've just said? You know, Reed possibly or. Well, I hey, suppose you could drop Yamelenko and say Sanchez. you don't need a squad number because you're not coming back. And Sanchez, yeah. Done. I've just yeah. ruined him. I've my own theory now, I? <laughs> Next. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for transfer. I don't see a lot happening um, because I just don't think we got the dough and uh, we haven't FFP or all that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, the financial uh, figures came out just before Christmas, which was slightly bizarre because they don't need to be out till uh, March. And it's, I was trying to work out why you'd release them just before Christmas. In fact, they're released on the 21st of December. Um, uh, and slightly rubbing in maybe to a few people just before Christmas that the the two owners have paid themselves £4.6 million in interest payments, but even more bizarrely, uh, that they'd paid Karen Brady Hearn about 900000 for an annual fee on top of all the other jobs she does. They'd paid her uh, 438000 in a consultancy fee, including VAT, by the way, to a company where she's the sole director for, uh, basically, I understand it, a finer's fee for finding Trip Smith, the investor who bought 10%. Um, I've tried to get someone <laughs> to talk about this in the club, but guess what? They don't really want to. They don't really want to talk about Karen's bonus. Um, uh, but but the the bizarre thing of the whole accounts was actually we took a slight woods backward step. So ticket revenue was down, uh, both basically because we weren't in Europe, uh, and actually the ticket revenue was less than the last year in the Bolin. Uh, which some people will find quite difficult to understand, uh, may be related. Um, so was merchandising down, commercial was down, all probably because we paid less games, maybe the two things related. Uh, broadcast was down because we finished two places lower than the previous year. Um, so we were about £8 million down on the previous year. And that doesn't sound like a lot when you're, you know, you're turning over 170-odd million. Um but some people have commented and said, but we were promised next level. And why did we move? You know, the people who never wanted to move to the London Stadium going, well, why did we do this? If, if you know, the, the, the owners are paying off their own interest and they're paying their chief exec, their chief executive a, a finder's fee. Um, and yet we, we don't seem to be moving much further on. I know you've always got something to say on this about our owners. What did you make of the financial uh, uh, accounts and will we see another YouTube with Nigel on about the financial uh, accounts? Possibly, possibly not. I don't know yet. Um, what do I think? I mean, it shows that they've taken money out of the club uh, at a time when there's no money available for transfers at all. They've paid Karen Brady four million, uh, 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 wages are nearly a million. You know, people will point out, oh, sh- you know when compared against Tottenham or, or, or other chief executives, she don't earn that much money. But then I would argue that the other chief executives don't take time off to make TV programmes either, do they? Because while she's doing The Apprentice and... 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This time next year or whatever it is, give us a year, you know, give us a clue, whatever she does. That um, And all these other TV appearances, she's not working for West Ham, is she? So, so actually, no. when you look at it, she ain't getting nine hundred grand at a year. She's getting nine hundred grand for two thirds of a year. Uh, well, I don't know the actual time she she works. Well, it's but, got to um, take two, three months to make the apprentice, isn't it? Um. It, yeah. 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 Then that it other program she done, give us a year or whatever it was. That's got to take time, a couple of weeks, three weeks a month. And don't forget she is chairman of Philip Green's empire and she's a baroness yeah. in the House of Lords and she writes a son well, and she writes a magazine. She can do and she that does at night. What I'm saying is, is that Monday or Friday, 8.30 to 5.30, less her lunch hour, you know, I'm not totally artless. I would expect her to be working, but I bet you find she's not yeah, look, I, I wrote, because a lot of people say, oh, you never write anything against the board of Karen. So on the 23rd December, I wrote an article on Clarence Hughes saying Brady receives 438000 for consultancy work from Hammers. And I did write, actually, uh, outside of her directorship at West Ham, Brady has a number of lucrative, well-paid and non-well-paid jobs, including the BBC Apprentice, ITV programme, Give It a Year, Sun Columnist, Baroness in the House of Lords, Chairman of the Tata, uh, sorry, uh, Taveta Investments, which is Philip Green's retail, non-executive of Gus Services UK, Director of Be Equal, frequent motivational and after-dinner speaker, member of the Women and Sports Advisory Board and the Government's More Business Ambassador. How does she have the time? Well, and she fits in SAB meetings or whatever you want to call it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> they're not called. Yeah, they're yeah. called the West Ham United Official Supporters Board. And I'm glad you mentioned that because today we've launched our, our official Twitter. So I want everybody uh, to follow uh, the Supporters Board. And the address is, uh, I think it's W-H-U-O-S-B. Yeah, they, and, and they, they are. So that's West Ham United Official Supporters Board. Uh, so at W H U O S B, 
um, and you can yeah so, follow and, us on and they Twitter. are asking people to tweet them. Uh, they've been very proactive uh, uh, in you know yeah saying as part of our efforts to help improve match days. Good luck. We have the opportunities to speak to the company responsible for match day food and drink people. So if you've got any yeah. match day food and drinks problems or anything to do with the match day, feel free to send them pictures and videos. Um, so I sent yeah. them a picture of my seat of you saying, this isn't what I was promised. <laughs> I'd like to report the owners of the club. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're a wag, aren't you? Uh, um, you're a wag. Which some bright spark has noticed that actually I moved seats. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Who uh, said a that? A friend of mine, uh, Spirit of 1980. Oh. Um, so, yes, ah. he's rightfully pointed out I have moved seats. Well, I actually moved seats further forward, not backwards. So, actually, the view I had originally was worse than the picture I put up. But that's part of is that spirit of 1980s? Is he a is he a, uh, is he a Cockney? Cockney. Uh, I, I believe yeah. so. Yeah. I've never met him, so I don't know what he sounds <laughs> like. Is he, he a Cockney? Is, yeah. yeah. Is he? Does he? Does he? Does he have a trouble uh, and strife? He's he's got a, a a very nice wife. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Does he walk up the apples and pears? <laughs> No. Or does he, he live in a bungalow? In a bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on. Uh, so, uh, we see. Uh, I, I don't think there's anything else to say on um, the finances, except, you know, the highlights we've, we've just said. Um, I think you've said it before. The only way we're going to make more money at the London the Stadium... Possible. Charge more, but let's put the prices up. You know, even I don't know if you know the deal that they did to to um, get the extra rough capacity. I think only um, garnish for what you said that they've got to pay more in rent. Yes, so that they have to pay two hundred and fifty grand extra a year for those three thousand extra tickets. Now those three thousand tickets, and only two thousand, but it's if you they're mostly the upper tier, and therefore they're the cheap seats at two hundred and eighty-nine well, no, actually, quid. I beg the difference. Well, if you because I I got two eight nine because I bought for two seasons. If I'd have bought for one season, they'd have charged me. Yeah, I think it was pre ten. That's true. That's true. And 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 some of these people who are buying the cheaper ones, but if if they and I'm not saying they're all two eight nine, but if they were sold at the two eight nine price, it would only raise eight hundred and sixty seven thousand pounds, of which two hundred and fifty thousand um, pounds is uh, is in extra rent. So net increase of six hundred and seventeen thousand. When you work out, they paid over a million pounds in. Um, uh, legal cost just to yeah. they've got a few years to get their money back. So, talk, talk yeah. the they've got a few though. years before they there get their money back. There are a few people going, you know. Yeah, I know the January sales are on now, but uh, did, did they wait for the carpet then? For the it's like carpet, right? You know, um, oh, is it the no, carpet's on on all now? For the, you know, Wilton yeah. to 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 knock it up and axe. So we've, we've put it on order. Late. But 
Well, I'm told. When's the next international break? March, I believe, off the top of my head. Oh, was it March? That's when it will be installed. All right. Yeah. And Wi-Fi's coming soon. We've got Wi-Fi. London's stadium not? near you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not officially. Uh, yeah, no, we haven't got Wi-Fi, have we? Uh, right, okay. Um, no. That's just normal crappy 4G. Um, is it? Wolves 2-1 oh, yeah, tell you on next to me, but I turned the sound down. Yeah. I didn't realise Liverpool had scored. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, have you noticed how much claret is going to be there? Not a lot. Yeah. It's 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 more than the blue. Well, yeah, but you got to keep the green around the pitch. Oh, right, you're um. So you, you uh, yeah. March the eighteenth to the twenty sixth. Oh. So that's when I think the carpet. What I'm going saying down, is, I can't um, see how it's costing so much money because I was looking it was a Saturday, and you, you got the pitch, and then you three hundred grand uh, yeah. all the way round the pitch where the linesman goes. That's got to stay green, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So then you move into where the claret goes and where the tunnel is. I'd imagine that will stay green when the players walk out with the cross where the West Ham sign is on the floor. That will Have stay you not green. seen the mock-up? Uh, listen, let's not talk about mock-ups because I can bring you mock-ups of what the stadium's <laughs> supposed to look like and we know it don't look like that. So we don't ever believe anything CGI. Really? Yeah. Uh, I'm having a look now. I'm just having a look. Yeah, you know, so it's probably some ten-year-old's got the claret. No, it's not. If you have a look in. at it, this is this is accurate, right? Accurate. Send it to me then. Come on. In. I, I'm going to send it to you right now. Right, I'm sending it to you on WhatsApp. Yeah, do that. Um, just so we can have a, a small debate. It'll be really interesting for our listeners who can't see it. I'm going to put this picture, by the way. Put it on the Facebook uh, group. Go I'm going to put sorry. it on Facebook Live as we talk, so when people um, see it, they can uh, they can see it on Facebook as well. So there you go. I've sent it to you while I'm putting it on Facebook. Right. So, yeah, I'm right. There's not a lot of claret. There is. Yeah. Mm. Do you not think the majority is claret? No, the majority is green. Well, that's the pitch. <laughs> you are. You can't include the pitch. Oh, right. come on. Well, yeah, I suppose around the edges. I just don't get what all the argument was about. It does nothing for the fans. Yeah, well, it had to be replaced anyway. It was worn and it needed to be replaced anyway. There you go. So it was just one of these stupid yeah. arguments. Anyway, anyway. Um, it does look Shall better, we move though, on? to be fair. I'll give it that. <laughs> we have been talking. We're at 117. Yeah, I know. But George ain't here. Don't worry. Yeah, I know. So there's, no, there's nobody to tell us off. Oh, uh, it's time for this. Yeah, it's Facebook Twitter question time. And uh, earlier today, uh, I asked something. Which Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, what did I say? Just Sean and Nigel podcasting tonight, so get ready for a five-hour special. Well, we've done an hour and a <laughs> half, so we could correct them. Send in any questions and anything you want to get off your chest in general. Recording from 7.30pm. 
Should we do it? To trust yeah, me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, I mean, if we're going to go for a five-hour yeah. special, then it will have to be I'll, you. I'll behave. You know, I'll try not to upset. Listen, if people get upset with the way I do it, feel free to complain because I don't really care. But anyway, and if you don't want me to moan, don't make grammar mistakes. Nick Harvey, Happy New Year. Thank you, Nick. Burnley was sadly rather predictable in brackets, so let's say no more. You brought it up, Nick. And Brighton looked like it was going to be another disappointment. However, the substitutions changed the game and a point apiece was a fair result. Uh, Nasri looked far brighter than I expected versus Birmingham. Might have been his fake tan, I don't know. And his ball retention was far above everyone else. I may have to eat some humble pie if he continues to show his class. Uh, with whipped cream, probably, Nick. Uh, Carroll really doesn't look like he's ever going to be able to return to an acceptable level of fitness. So if we can do a deal with Carroll plus eight million for Shelby, <laughs> we should get it done ASAP. Eight million oh, no. on top for yeah, yeah. having a laugh. You're smoking something there, Nick. Definitely need another striker in this window. And if we get Shelby, I'd say that was job done and sort out the fullbacks in the summer. I don't think Shelby's coming, Nick. Uh, accounts were interesting. Read, I think. You put red as in the colour red, but you would spell that read, Nick. R-E-A-D. So just because red's the colour. Particularly the Baroness getting an extra 438 grand for helping negotiate sour 10% to Albert Smith. And how the hell is that not part of her role, for which she's already paid just under a million? Which is true, actually. He's raised a good point there, Sean, about that. Is that not part of her job to get investors? Well, uh, so so, and uh, uh, actually, so after I ran this, and, and no one really picked up on it, it was run by uh, the London Even Standard, our mate Ken Dyer, um, and an official... Um, an official spokesman who didn't tell me this when I asked told Ken Dyer that uh, it was because it was above and beyond her normal duties. Oh, there you go. So Ab- yeah, above and didn't beyond. tell me, but they they told um they 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 told good old Ken Dyer oh, yeah. that. Uh, it was because it's not related to a day-to-day. Well, he's always had his nose in there, trough old Ken, isn't he? <laughs> you know I'm a great fan of his. Uh, Lou, Aaron Trout, how you doing, Lou? Nice picture of a dog. I do like a dog. No jokes about my wife, please. Uh, looks like it's a boxer. A lot to cover tonight, chaps. Who are we hoping for in the cup draw? Well, if I can drag this out a bit longer, I might be able to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we could make it. We've we've only got to talk for another yeah. twenty three yeah. minutes to make. So the I think draw. I could do that. Uh, it would yeah. be nice to avoid the big boys for a change. I'm with you. Which rumor of a player signing is most likely this window? Gary Middell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've always rated Ryan Fraser. So a Bournemouth, I believe. So I'd like to sign him at some point. But he's he's doing brilliantly. He's on my a good dream player. Team. Oh, Ryan Fraser. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he is a good player, actually. But we definitely need a centre midfielder. Drink water and loan would be a good shout, I guess. Not going to happen. Here's to some more top podcasts. Thank you very much in 2019. Cheers, Luke. Uh, Anthony Brown says, a decent performance from Silva. 
I agree and thought Nasri did well considering the length of time away. Do you think he'll be a starter in the Prem if everyone is fit? Ooh, I think I think Nasri on top of his game uh, would be a starter. And then it would be... He, he's like a Lanzini type player, isn't he? From, he is, yeah. So it depends what, at what state and condition Lanzini comes back in, isn't it? I mean, that year off could have done Nasri a favour, to be honest. It could have prolonged his career. I, I just thought know. it was a bit... Uh, like you, I didn't see him as man of the match. It might be no. too early to... Yeah. Is that it on Facebook? No, Simon the Pope, the Pontif, yeah. the chirped up, God bless you. Happy New Year, gentlemen. Was at the Brum game on Saturday, as was his seven-year-old's first game too. Oh, good game. Block okay. two, three, five. <clears throat> to be fair, was a very good view. Was very quiet in the whole ground, apart from the away fans. But I guess with kids for a quid, couldn't really expect anything else. Hopefully no. the draw will be kind to us this evening. Three points Saturday against the Gooners would be lovely. C-O-Y-I. I-I. Uh, Matthew Attree. Do you know if the club shop are going to start selling horseshit? <laughs> if, if there's a market in it and they can sell it, absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, you know, Brady's got an endless tap of it probably. Uh, the old oh. mare coming out of her. Oh. That's it, I know. Uh, our mate, Maid Miriam, uh, do you think the club has the pricing structure right for cup games when it encourages loads of youngsters who have no interest in the game only on causing trouble? Uh, do you think Karen needs to invest in the organisation of the ticket office with supporters not getting away tickets sent and the online system not working effectively? Been a lot of trouble with this. I can honestly I can say, answer a bit of that. I've I, not had so, problems. Go on, have you? No, so I, I, first I would say is actually it's all – the reason we pay a, um, a a fee is it's all outsourced to Ticketmaster. So when you ring uh, – offer them that, that uh, ticket line, you're talking to Ticketmaster people, and, and they handle a lot of the – well, they handle all the online stuff uh, and send in the paper tickets out as well. That's all Ticketmaster. Uh, and the systems etc so it's a deal we did um if i remember c tickets were also pretty rank um but there's only certain people in the market c tickets is french ticket master either uk or american i can't remember um this is where you are i mean it's a bit like the catering you know delaware north nearly do all of the catering uh for the premier league or all the football leagues uh, now it's getting to that place, an American company. Well, it's getting to a place where either Ticketmaster or C Tickets do all the, all the ticketing for all the football clubs. So I'm not sure it's this one is actually the fault of the club uh, or bad organisation. It's just the service we get. Should we demand more? Probably. Could the ticket system be improved? Absolutely. Um, what was the other thing that he said that maybe we didn't address? Um the online system not working effectively. I yeah, well, that's, that's, that is definitely a Ticketmaster. Yeah, the, you go to uh, Ticketmaster's website, even though it says West Ham on it, you go to a separate thing where yeah, e-ticketing is home. But, you know, and this is by. the thing. I have never had a problem using that system. Well, actually, tell a lie. I did, didn't I, for the Huddersfield game away hmm. where I didn't get my Huddersfield ticket. Um, 
from the yeah. club. That was your one problem. That was but most of the time. I mean, there was a big hoo ha about yeah. Bournemouth, wasn't there? You, you were saying well, that the, the, 40 Premier um, priority points needed for Bournemouth. Yeah, yes. which basically the only way to have had to have had or the only way to be on 40 points for Bournemouth is to be an away season ticket holder. Yeah, well, if you're on a way season to go, you're going to get your Bournemouth ticket. You get it automatically. There's a lot of people moaning, possibly rightly so, in regards to the away ticketing situation and the reselling of away tickets. It is prolific on Twitter. I understand it is. And, and I think what they're going to say is, if you get, this is what I've heard the club say, if you get caught, Reselling tickets. Remember, they well, it's on the terms conditions. They're not they're not transferable. They're not resellable. So, if you get caught selling ticket away tickets, uh, remember, you know, West Ham can go on these forums and Facebooks and Twitter and everything. They're not stupid. Uh, They obviously can track it back. Uh, You may lose your ability to do that, and 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 they haven't said what the consequences are. But I can imagine what they could be. Imagine that if you get caught, say, they wipe out your priority well, points. I, for me, if... Or look, minus 10 or minus 20, whatever it be, you can see that happening. There's always going to be time. Look at me, look at Southampton. Yeah, you, you, buy, you buy the Southampton ticket three, four weeks in advance. Come the day of the game, just like bad Christmas. I'm not a great Christmas person, and I just couldn't face going. Yeah. No one went. I didn't sell the oh. ticket. I didn't do anything with it. Now, people will point a finger and go, oh, you stopped a fan from going, yeah, I did. But that was, you know, that was my right in a way in, in owning that ticket. Um, it's probably one of the, I can only think of one other away game where I've ever had a ticket and not gone. So it's not something mm. I do a lot. But if there, if there are people on there on Twitter, and I must admit, I don't keep a record, so I don't know if there is or there isn't. But it's just, if there is the thing where it's the same people selling their tickets time and time again. Do you think that would be? Un- and I'm not saying the club have said this, but if if you think, if you got caught with your away ticket being sold on social media illegally, do you think that losing all your priority points would be a fair punishment? I think if you did it three times, why? How not many? losing all of them, but losing some of them. No, come on! It's got to be. It's got. There's got to be more deterrent of losing one point. I'll have a laugh. Well, no, because if you hold up, hold up. If you've attended, no, 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 no. If you've been caught selling free tickets, yeah. So if the cup catcher and can prove you've done it three times, then they would draw three points off your system. If you've been to the game, you're entitled to have a point. I think it needs to, I, I not think that it game. needs to be a bit that more harsh where you lose 10 priority points if you get caught selling, if your ticket's sold on, on social media. It's, it's a tough one because the problem is the club never yeah. had this before because we never had 50,000 seasons to get holders. They've increased the fan base. Now mm. what that does is increases the amount of people that want to go away games. There's a, there's a lot of people that uh, yeah. I think it's very difficult to get an away season ticket now. It they is, only yeah. have about anyway, 700. After saying That's we're going it. to talk to the draw, we're easy going to make it now. I mean, we probably need to crack on a yeah. bit. Yeah. 
So crack on, yeah. So he said, sorry for being grumpy. You liar, you're not sorry. But with two home games and a trip to Burnley in one week, like the players at Turf Moor, he's a little bit tired. Lastly, Kevin Dibble, uh, obviously on the lookout for Top Cat. Uh, the rip-off prices and treatment of matchday mascots. How can the club justify the £700 price tag? It's uh, an interesting one. And as you know, <laughs> I raised this. I raised this about, yes. what, three weeks ago, Quite four funny. weeks ago? Easy. And I, I, yeah. I wrote an article in Clarence You, and it didn't raise that much. I think I challenged you to do it on the podcast. Yeah, you did, actually, and I I wrote it up. Um, That was followed up by the BBC, um, I think, last week. Uh, And then our friends at WESA were outraged and and released a statement. Um, I know The Guardian's written an article about it today, so it does seem quite amusing to me. It appears, though, a little bit of an update from when I wrote the article and I wasn't aware is... Everton, after a bit of pressure, have dropped the most expensive to do it free of charge now. So they were the most expensive at uh, 780. But they used to donate all that money to charity. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, double check that. I'm pretty sure that's what I read, that Everton charged in top games. And and just to be clear, that £700 price, as I found out afterwards, is for a Category A game, yeah? Yes, um, if you want a lesser game, it's about 400 quid. I think it depends what you get for the money. And and this is the thing. It, you do uh, get three uh, tickets. You get two adult tickets. Yeah, but you don't get your own kit. Listen, you this get is a what I've got. Ticket, so yeah. And do you not get your own kit? No, you have to supply your own kit. You get you get to run around on the pitch, have a training session with a junior coach. You know, let's face it, who knows who the junior coaches are, those kids are. Yeah. They get about a ten minute or, or five minutes in, in you know, a couple of pictures in the dressing room. And to be fair, you don't want thirteen kids cluttering up the dressing room before the game, really, do yeah. we? Actually. Um for me the problem is one, the amount of kids there is. 13 or 15 a game that's a lot of money that that, that you know that's being there there's a lot of kids there it's not a special when I did it I was the only one but now between my mum and uncle back in 1981 they paid like £180 yeah now I've got a kit they've got two tickets I've got an autograph ball I've got two photographs one walking out the tunnel with Billy Bonds, and then one, I had to pick my favourite player. My favourite player was Billy Bonds, so they said, well, pick someone else because you get a picture of him as you walk out. So I went for number two, which was Phil Parks. I, I got a 10-minute conversation with John Lyle in his office. Um, it, it was a bit more of a special day, but it was a lot of money. Imagine how much 180 quid was in 1981. So seven hundred quid, it is a lot of money. Um, but I tell you what, there's a queue of kids waiting to do it, isn't there? And there's a queue of families waiting to pay it. Yeah, and this is it. I, I, I mean, maybe there's a in between bit where certain um, certain because uh, because there's up to eleven. Yeah, some of them are given away to junior members. Yeah. Hmm. To uh, as part of the junior claret scheme, 
which I know in a lot, number of other clubs, some are sold at £700 and some are given to worthy causes. You know, people have gone through hardship or people or, you know, deserving cases. Yeah, and I, I think the away mascot, when we have an away mascot, I don't think they pay, you know. I think they are giving away free, but you, obviously you have to make your own way to the ground and get your own tickets. Yeah. Anyway, something like uh, I'm aware we've got 10 minutes before the draw. And um, have, we, have we done um, Facebook now? Or is... So, oh, yeah. So that's the end of Facebook. I, Thanks, I, I've got, um, do you want me to read Twitter? Twitter? I've got it in front Go of me. Go on, you do Twitter. Um, so Hammers fan 02380 says, who would like oh, in the... Numbers. We'll just call him numbers. Uh, who would like in the draw tonight? And I think we, we've already discussed that. Anthony Clark says, yeah. can you all speak about TV rights. People tend to believe that fixtures are moved for international broadcast. However, if NBC Sports gets all the matches, 12.30, 5.30, it wouldn't matter when the match kicks off. Moving time is for domestic rights. Off of, off that 3pm slot rule, or am I off base? No, I, I think I think he's right. It's When we say, I don't think it's for international. It's not for America. Sorry. Um, when he talks about NBC, I think it's it's for, when we say domestic, I think include Europe in that as well. We were only... Well, there, there's the anomaly of Saturday. Why did, why did 10 games kick off at 12.30 for the FA Cup? And Anthony Clark's the guy from uh, the USA podcast, isn't he? Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I had a little chat Hi, Tony. Yeah. Oh, he does say, so, he says, uh, actually, uh, he does say, thank you, Nigel, for the convo earlier. Really glad your view on international supporters has changed. See you at the Supports Club in March. Yes. All right, I look forward to that. Um, yeah, I had a little convo. Bra- is it Brayley? Brayley as well. Brawley. Yeah. yeah uh, but, but at the end of the day, the, uh, there's... People on Twitter will go on and they'll slag off the American fans and the foreign fans. You ain't a real fan. I hate all this. We're moving, having the games moved because of you. It ain't because of them. It's because the administration's done it. Mm. It's because the FA have done it or the Premier mm. League have done it. It's not the fans' fault. And that's what I said to him. Look, you know, don't. You know, was, was this off the back with blamed. your spat of, uh, with West Ham TV? Yeah, possibly my <laughs> spat. Well, it wasn't a spat with West Ham fan TV. They put up a post asking, is this fair or not? Uh, uh, where they'd had a little pop about the, 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 the um, Premier League era and the moving of TV games. And rightly or wrongly, I pointed out the fact is that perhaps they wouldn't have, a, uh, uh, you know, an audience if it weren't for the globalisation. Mm. Of, of the Premier League now, I think it's well known. I bemoan the fact that the globalisation of the Premier League's happened, but it has happened at the end of the day. Yeah, and, it has, and it's interstate. Unless we like it or not, and then the same way, you know, we got people all around the world commenting on. We moved. So we be, moved to the London Stadium. You didn't want to, and, and lots of other well, people, like your friends, didn't move. But you said, yeah. "Well, if I need to carry on, what, what am I going to do on a Saturday? I'm going to have to go with the flow." Let me. I'm, I'm conscious yeah. of time. So, uh, but I will ask one quick question uh, of on. international supporters. One time I, I said to you, I've, support, I, I've recruited this um, American guy from New York State to write match reports for West Ham Till I Die for Ian Dale. <laughs> uh, and you said... <laughs> <I can't. laughs> what did I say? 
What does a yank know about football? Right now, yes. did you did you say that? <laughs> Hi, David, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, I think Dave knows now. Yeah, but as I as I pointed out to Tony today, you know, I, I used to be one of those people who used to say bloody Americans. But then what happened? I had my mind changed by meeting people like David Altsick yeah. and by listening to the American podcast and listening to the people on there and what they go through to support yeah. the club. It's not just, they don't just switch on the TV at 10 o'clock in the morning and watch us play, that's it. So there's hope for us out of town as yet. One day you might think the same about us people from Surrey. I still think us locals are a bit more special yeah. than you. Anyway, let's move on because I'm aware that six minutes we've got the draw. What are the chances we will play Millwall in the next round? Uh, one in oh. 32. <laughs> there you go. No, one in 31 because yeah. there's 32 teams. It's one in 31. Yeah, God help us if that happens. I'll tell you what, God help us. If oh, that God, could imagine that. And he says, do, this is Richard uh, Tyler. Uh, do we have any young keepers on the way? Yes. Yeah, that, that um, Bermuda do. guy. Uh, What's his name? Yes. I've forgotten his name now, but he's a crack. I see him in a friendly, yeah. uh, pre season friendly, and he had an outstanding game at Dagenham. I see him play. Um, and I think we did let one of the keepers go because he was coming through. So we do have some good keepers uh, in the under 20s, uh, 23 range. I'm um, just having a quick trot. Trot. Nathan Trot. Nathan <laughs> Trot, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy to watch. Right. Um, Michael Farrow says, with ins and outs, what does a successful transfer window look like for West Ham? How does that differ from the club's view. Hope both of you are having a good new year thus far. I will say um, a successful transfer window to me is not losing any of our top players. I, I don't know about you, Nigel. I think a successful uh, transfer window looks like um, Lionel Messi signing. Perhaps maybe uh, Ronaldo's a bit older, don't really want him. You know, perhaps we could get Gareth Bale to come back. That would be a successful transfer window. <laughs> Uh, and that's it. That's it. Uh, we're four minutes away. Do you think you can do Super Six in four minutes? Yeah, of course I can. Uh, do you, do you, I've got to load it up though, and it so we need a bit of film. Do you want the film um, theme tune? Are you ready? Go. Super Six top ten up to ten. James Madgwick two seven four. I think he's down to nine. It's the Pontif himself, Simon Pope, on 279. Heading up north now, Adam Darlington, eighth on 282. On to seven, it's Ryan Smith, also on 282. Also there on sixth place is Alan Austin, again on 282. Going to the top five, we get not off on 284. Fourth spot, Phil Walker, 291. Now we're going to the top three. In fourth place, it's Lee Davis, 291. Just one point above him in second, Mark Matthews on 292. That leaves him number one. Still there, Paul Disley on 305 points. There you go. 
Um, how many points are you behind uh, me now? You know what? The only thing I've been looking at is that I've been getting the right team win, but you keep getting one right score. So I know I do. For the last two weeks, I've got I've been getting my, my two points right, but I've got yeah, a correct score so for the last like, two weeks. And both both those times they've been two nils. I did notice you did a lot of one nils again because I did check. Yeah, yeah, I one nils and two nils are my favourite. So I'm on Let's two three three in thirtieth spot. Oh mate, you're no way two five nine. What's going on? Wow, that's poor. I'm outscoring. I know. You every I week. noticed. That's what's you know, like, even this week, I got. I think I got six. Playing you at your own game. This yeah. was your game. You bought in. My game's usually yeah. fantasy football, which I'm beating you as well. But I mean, Super six are quite like. Although you, you have now, to be on that top of your game. You're to nine points clear of Marion, who is twenty second. Ooh, dear, oh dear. Never no. met. Her. <laughs> I'm going to text him, right? I'm going to get him because he sits near you, and I think we shall meet him at the weekend after that comment. I'm going to oh, really? text and say, "Come on, mate." Yeah, oh, come on. no come violence. On. I'm bringing the kids. Uh, uh, yeah. Tim Sharman's dad. Give him a shout. Actually, I'm bringing the girlfriend as oh, well. Yeah. I think because uh, Luke's dad is yeah. 14th, two six seven, and Gary Prince two seven one. There you go. Right. So. um uh, have you got the uh, the draw ready so we can actually? Well, they're still playing. Uh, look at it. Yeah. Are they still playing? Well, that's a bit disappointing. We've gone all the way well, to our past. Yeah, there's still four minutes left. Oh God! Well, that's that's a bit disappointing. Let's talk about um all right. the game uh, on Saturday. Arsenal. So we're yeah. playing Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal uh, have had a mixed season. Um, but they seem to be sort of... I'm just having a look at their form, actually. Um, they are fifth place on 41 points, so they're safe now. So they don't have to worry about relegation. Um, so that's one thing good for them. Um, but I'm, I'm just trying to have a look at their results. Um, well, they've won a few. Yeah, so they lost 5-1 against Liverpool. They drew against Brighton, so possibility there. They beat Fulham 4-1. They beat Blackpool 3-0 in the FA Cup. So they are coming off two back-to-back wins after their drubbing by Liverpool. I mean, we like to raise our game, don't we? For for the big teams like Arsenal. Well, we we like to think recently that we raise our game. Uh, The Man United game probably come at the right time for us because, you know, they were playing poorly, weren't playing for Mourinho. I think if we were playing Man United now, it might be different. The Chelsea game showed perhaps what we could do. So we took four points off the top six, which is more than what a lot of other clubs have done. Can we take that against the Arsenal team? I'm not sure. If you remember the Emirates, and he said the Ivory game, when do you reckon West Ham and Arsenal, Woolwich Arsenal and West Ham played uh, first? They would have played first. Ooh, I don't know if Arsenal... We were in the Southern League. I, 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 I would have thought it would have been around 1920, something like that. It was actually ni- 13th of January 1906 in the FA oh, Cup, in the FA actually. Cup. What about league game then? First league game... 
1923. Yeah, 27th yeah. of August 1923 in League Division 1, uh, where uh, West Ham won 1-0. Yeah, that was because uh, we, we were in the Southern League up until 1919. So, yeah. so it is, is a head-to-head record. West Ham have run won 34 games. Hold up, how many they played? Uh, what, yeah. in total? Oh, like, it's about 100, 140. Right. Well, actually, 139. And we've won how many? We've won 34. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've lost 66, <laughs> and we've drawn 39. Oh, right. It's not it's a not great a, record, It's not it? the best. We won the most important one, the 1981. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I personally, I don't know. We got a chance. I think we have got a chance. The, 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 in in sometimes say the beauty of West Ham is the fact that we can turn up, and we don't know what West Ham's going to turn up. We, we we're more than capable of of beating them. So who, who do you reckon him will start? Do you reckon he start Nasri? Um, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think he'll start Nasri. I think Anderson, Arnautovic, um, probably Masuaku. He's got to start Noble, hasn't he? After after what happened at Brighton, you would think. Yeah, you don't want to go too. You don't want to go too attacking. So look, uh, so I see. Obviously, in the Fabianski, middle, being a Noble in the yeah, middle. Fabianski, Zabaleta yeah. if fit. Diop or Bonner, you haven't got any other choice. Cresswell, yeah. Yeah. Antonio, Noble, uh, Rice, Anderson. No. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't play Antonio. Really? Yeah. Okay. You think... And then who, do you, who, do? who else do you put up front? You don't start Perez again. You don't start Carroll. You have Arnautovic. Arnautovic, but no, what you do is you have Arnautovic and then you have um, Anderson on one side, Snodgrass on the other. So I, I would actually have Arnautovic and Carroll up front. Uh, sorry, Carroll. Arnautovic and Antonio up front. And then have Anderson, Rice, Noble, Snodgrass, Cresswell, Obona, Diop, Zabaleta and Fabianski. Hmm. Anyway, we're yeah, we're, we're filling. Think... <laughs> uh, prediction. You're going, I assume. Uh, I'm going to go for a score draw, going? actually. Yes, you'll yeah, be back be, in your yeah. normal seat in early. 62, yeah? Row 62. Yeah. Another early kickoff. Fantastic. What time's kickoff? Half 12 again. Yeah. So, no drinking before the game, probably. Oh, I don't know. I say that and then I go and have a drink. <laughs> um,. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll score draw. Uh, I will go for the famous 1-0 win. Yeah. I reckon. I just have a feeling we're going to tuck them up, you know, after that or we just collapse. (laughs) I mean, I'll tell you one thing, and it's it's something we haven't mentioned, I don't think. Um, and, And lots of people commented on this. Um. Diop looks sometimes pretty average alongside Obona. And lots of people are saying the reason for that is uh, the, the 
Babwana made him look so good. Do you yeah. think? Do you not see that? We're really missing him. Um, the general. No, I think they work well together. I think Diop is, is a great defender. Um, but he's had so he some well. of his lowest score games, if if I'm honest with you. Well, I don't. The lowest scored games as scored by the readers of Claret and Q. Yeah. Uh, so Liverpool are out. Liverpool um, are out. Yay. Liverpool are out. Yeah. So that's one less to worry about. Um, we'll probably pick up Wolves now. Yeah, the, the problem with Liverpool is they have Mignolet in goal. Oh. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, no, I can't say I've I've noticed that Ogbonna is a good defender. I mean, at the start of the season, you would have thought Ogbonna Reid. Well, you're not, center, I don't see any way back for Reid at all now. Um, no, not, not with his age and with his back and his body that he's put it through, that he's gone through. There's, I suppose you need squad players if he's fit. Um, no, you can't. You can't really. I'd, I, when's he due back? I've heard end of January, isn't it? Possibly. No, Reid? Well, yeah, but we haven't heard anything at all. I just think it's a bit strange. Mm-hmm. Good. Right, let Go me on. ask you a West Ham question while we're waiting. Uh, who is your Hammer of the Year, runner-up and third place so far in games played? Oh, God, that's tough. I don't, I tell you, I, it is, isn't it? It has changed. So probably Declan Rice, Hammer of the Year. Um, mm-hmm. Runner-up would be Snodgrass for me. Um, not for ability wise which is perhaps being a bit harsh on him I just think for the, the the effort and the way he's come back into the club after the problems that he had and then in third place um, for me Fabianski oh, you see you've picked the same three oh, as me but in the wrong well, order where would you go so I'd Go on then, you do your... I'm guessing what you'd be. Go on then, try and guess it. Well, I guess you'd go Declan Rice first. No, no, I wouldn't. Fab- no, oh, right, go on. Fabianski first. Oh, right, okay. I, I just think... Uh, I think he's an amazing um, first season and, and just really been immense. Um, I might even go... And this is not anti-Declan Rice... I might even go Snodgrass second. I just feel he's, he's playing with passion and really cares about the club and everything. Um, and I would put Declan Rice in third place at the moment. Yeah, it, it, it depends on what you're laying down as the criteria. Well, I, I, I think you've got to play for the badge and everything. Look, Declan Rice is a young guy. He's been caught up on all this. Is he going to stay and is he going to stay? Blah, blah, blah. I just it, it just soured it a little bit for me. You know, he's got plenty of years to win Hammer of the Year. Um, and although he's played some really decent games and showed his potential, I think, uh, for me at the moment, 
Fabianski and, and Snodgrass are just slightly ahead of him. Who knows at the end of the season, I may change that. But is it not, should the Amrity year not be the one player that, that contributes the most? To well, the at the season, moment, I, I think is. Fabianski has contributed most, more than Declan Rice in, in terms of the points he saved us or won us. Honestly, yeah, I mean, no, I, I, yeah, I think he's um, uh, Snodgrass, maybe not, but I'm I'm picking Snodgrass purely on, you know, he's a uh, he is he, the passion that he shows, and most, you know, if there was a hammer of the year for most improved player, then Snoddy would ring it, you know. Yeah, I, no, I mean that's yeah. If the, you know, I think I said that before, it's an award that I won as 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 as, as a park player the most improved player mm. um which to be fair the first season i had conceded 94 goals was um <laughs> it could only be better the second season when i won that award but he, he has come into the team and with everything that he the stick that he took you know even giving it back when he gave it back to the chairman on on twitter yeah when it was released that the kids said i oh, don't sign him and, and all that and brady give him a bit of stick to come back and do what he's done and you know Dan Dan the years we've had players like him and the fans have always taken to him the Georgie Parises the Jeff Pikes you know not blessed with the best ability or skill but um, and they're still talking on match of the day. Yeah. Who's all right? So I'll, I'll fill in a little bit more. Who's going to be West Ham's top goal scorer this season? Anderson. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. What's 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 the goal tally at the right, moment? Right, the goal tally. So we're doing all competitions, yeah. Um, oh, that was last season. So that was eleven. By the way, last season Marko Nautovic won it with eleven, and Anders got seven. Lanzini got five. Mark Noble got four, probably penalties. Antonio got three. So did AU. Carroll got three. So let's move into this season. Philippe Anderson uh, has got eight. So has Anatovic in all competitions. Uh, Hernandez has got five. Antonio's got three. Lucas Perez has, believe it, got four. Snodgrass has got four. Yamalenko's got two. Balbuena's got one. I mean, that actually, when you look at it, you, I know we're only halfway through the season. That, that's quite encouraging to have two players on eight in all competitions. And actually, Philippe Anderson, all his eight goals are in the in the league. Marko Nautovic, seven of his in the Premier League. Uh, so he must have... Um, right. I mean, I didn't think I was going to go the other way. The draw's about to start. Oh, good, um, good. But I was going to go the other one. So actually, I, I, that's pretty, pretty. When you look at if we want West Ham, we want West Ham to be a top club. You know, the the the, the fable twenty goal a season striker looks further away than ever, doesn't it? I don't know. You could get Anderson or Anatovic or both of them on twenty this year. I ain't going to happen. No. No, I did, they're on eight at the moment. We've played over after games. Yeah. Looks like Robbie Keane's drawing the home teams, ex-West Ham. Right. And uh, drawing the away team is a player who I do not know. Oh, uh, 
ex Wolves goalkeeper. What's his name? Um, uh, uh, my coverage shows Alan Shearer and Paul Lintz. Oh no, you're well behind me then. Uh, it's, it's I, I don't have an aerial, so I have to rely on uh... Carl Kemi. All right. So, um, who I think retired recently. So he will be joining the away teams. Okay. Are they going to get on with it? They are going to get on with it. They're just having a chat. So Robbie Keane's just telling 126 Premier League goals, of which about four were for West Ham, I believe. Uh, he's probably telling Mark Chapman how he really loved his time at West Ham. He was disappointed he couldn't keep us up. And that air shot that he did against Aston Villa really haunts him for the rest <laughs> of his career. But we are now progressing now. Yeah. How far are we going to... So last question, are we progressing? How far are we going to get this year in the FA Cup, Nigel? Uh, that's a question really you should ask me after the draw. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you before, Am. Before the draw. I, I always look, honestly, I always look to get to the quarterfinal. And and that I think this is going to be the year we win. Pellegrini's first year, he's going to take us to Wembley. There well, the, the, the stats would say a top four, six teams going to win it because generally they do. I go. didn't say we we're going to win it. I said he's going to take us to Wembley. Take us to Wembley. Well, we only got. A, well, he will. Well, maybe not actually because I've heard that Tottenham should be moving into their ground in March. Yeah. So um, we may not get the win. Yeah, it would be funny if we go, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. We picked Tottenham. Uh, right. No, but the go. next game gets played actually at the end of January. So, oh, right. First next ball game. out. Yeah. He's holding it up. 32. That is Swansea City. Can't we don't want Swansea. Is AU still playing there? Uh, no. Number three. They've got Gillingham. All right. Uh, I prefer Gillingham. That's one not on TV then. Uh, yeah. Next up, 28. He's on the ball us. a bit funny. No. That's AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, sure. Oh, go on, go on. Okay, yes. Here we go. Come on, 22. It out. 22. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Yes. Exactly what I wanted. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, AFC Wimbledon. Local again. game. Oh, my life. Kingston in Surrey. Scores again. Oh, <laughs> uh, King's Meadow. Shall I carry on or shall I just give no, up? Oh, no, no, we're not. Now we've got our draw. So, AFC Wimbledon again, two times yeah, in a year. Away. Dear, oh, dear. Well, that you know was... what will happen again that it well, will only go to season ticket holders. I hope to make the kickoff. That's what will happen again. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, oh, well, there you go. I think that's. We've Mill done two got hours. Everton at home. Huh? Millwall got Everton at home. Ooh. Anyway, I think that's it. I think we've bored you enough over the last two hours and three minutes. Yeah. Uh, It's goodbye from me, Sean. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Shedman. See you later. Come on, you irons. Thanks for listening. Yeah. If you're still here. If you're still here. Yeah. We'll be back, uh, obviously, next Monday. And maybe with a slightly shorter. More time. This is us two again. Yeah. yeah, we can do what we like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Akron and Stanley at home. Quickly, will the music go out to Derby County or Southampton? There you go. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 